Hi, everyone. I love talking to lawyers who um, look for intersection of law and fun. Um, I'm a strong believer that you should thoroughly enjoy your legal career um, and use whatever talents you have to propel yourself forward, to propel the, the community, the profession forward, and most importantly, help your clients. And today I have another conversation about design and specifically focus on brand with somebody that I deeply love and whom I follow on LinkedIn um, and who really carved out a niche of her own in this legal space. Sarah, please introduce yourself. Hey, Olga, thank you so much for having me. Um, so my name is Sarah Wiss and I'm a legal counsel and I also am a legal uh, content creator. Uh, as you were saying, Olga, obviously, uh, creating a lot of content on social media and uh, especially LinkedIn. Let's take it from the beginning. You graduated from law school. Briefly tell us where you've been. So I qualified as a, uh, as a lawyer in France. So obviously, you will have noticed with my accent, so I'm a French qualified lawyer, graduated and qualified back in 2014. And I've mainly uh, evolved in-house. I, I really like business and I, and I felt that um, I would be perhaps more suited for the in-house legal environment. So that's very much where I've evolved. I haven't worked in private practice. Um, first in France, then uh, after a few years, I came over to the UK and I've pursued my career uh, ever since in the UK, uh, mainly in tech and the, the the pharmaceutical industry. I see a lot of your content. It's very colorful. Um, you use pinks and other bright colors, and I love, love colors. Tell me how you got to design. I got into it, perhaps a bit by accident. Uh, I guess, you know, uh, most uh, most of us lawyers, you know, would uh, would have been through the law school trauma and <laughs> and that's definitely not the place to be. I, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> law school trauma? I don't know. No, you don't know what that is? Oh, well. <laughs> I can definitely go through that. So, yeah, the really the law school trauma. Um, <laughs> I wasn't like, yeah, I didn't have a great experience in law school. Everything was just so long-winded and boring. and And I kind of... I kind of felt like, okay, you know, maybe that's the way law school is. And when I will start working, things will be different. But actually, when you when you start working in-house, you also realize that, um, you know, the legal team don't necessarily, legal teams don't necessarily have the best reputation or they can be described as cost center and, and, and all of that. And, and I, I really felt frustration because really that's not what I had signed up for when becoming an in-house lawyer. I wanted to be a business partner and, and really add value to the business. So I kind of started to think about ways to um, um, convey uh, and add value in innovative ways. And that's where, you know, instead of, you know, uh, creating legal content that is very legally worded, um, I started to leverage, you know, other, um, other methods such as design. So that's very much my frustration from law school transposed into, you know, the, the, the um, I guess, the challenges that in-house lawyers usually face. That's how it all started and I started to innovate that way. So what was the sort of first adventure in, in, in design? It was internally through training. That was the that was when I started. I I, ha I hadn't started on, on on social media at all. Um, I started with training materials because I kind of felt that, um, irrespective of how often you would you know um, try to teach on legal concepts, it's very I guess legal is not necessarily the the easiest thing to to um, to understand. And 
have started through you know uh, legal training i started to innovate by you know thinking of ways to train the business differently to you know transform uh, terms of text through infographic etc so that's very much what I, where i started and at the same time i started to create content on social media but it was more for the french legal community willing to develop a career uh, in other countries so my my journey to social media really started there and then because i started to use social media for that particular purpose i thought well actually what i'm doing internally to educate the business could inspire and help other in-house lawyers struggling to um demonstrate value in, in other ways so that's how it, it carried on and i started to post i think my first legal design was on um uh for halloween um and then, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can have fun on halloween i did virtual costumes uh last years uh and I've, I've had internal i had a lot of fun uh putting my picture on a costume it was, it was a lot of fun um i can see that so what was your first um training that where you used uh visual uh visuals and to to really digest complex legal materials and i guess add value and, and make it more exciting for your uh for your internal stakeholders the first training I ever created that incorporated that element of design was the uh, contracts, commercial contracts, because someone internally was confused about various contracts, terminology, what is the MSA, what is the LOI, etc., etc. And I, I started to put a table together, just basic table, MSA is this, LOI is this, etc. And then the more I started to think about it and the more I thought, actually, Contracts are nothing but a relationship, a form of relationship, a form of relationship between part between both parties, and therefore, that's where I started to kind of you know think about yeah ways to link contracts and love stories between two parties, and that's where the contract love story that you can see on LinkedIn came along. Oh, <laughs> contracts! Contracts, the love story. I love, I love the tagline. I, that is so good. That, that is absolutely fantastic. Um, I like, you know, I think one of the things you mentioned, and it comes across through kind of what the content you post and the conversations you and I have, is this strong sense of service. You know, you have this really strong affinity to uh, French legal community that tries to make it in the world and other places. And you provide, you know, I, 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 while I'm not a member of that community, I can certainly understand how useful that could be, just given uh, my, you know, roots elsewhere and given that I always talk to lawyers who uh, have been licensed in other jurisdictions and they definitely struggle in the United States. Tell me how, uh, where, where did that need of service come from and, and how is design helping you propel it forward? That's a great question. The sense of service comes from my, I think my, my background, my personality. I have a lot of empathy. Um, I often say that, uh, I'm the chill, I'm the mother of, um, children. I neither choose nor made. I'm the eldest of a, <laughs> of an eight children family. So when you are the eldest, you pretty much have no choice, uh, <laughs> but to have empathy and, and care for your, for your siblings. So that's really where it's, it, it started, I guess, the personality piece. And then, yeah, I, I, I always, yeah, for me, when you are in house lawyer, you're here to be helpful. You're here to, you know, move the business forward and uh, provide the business with your expertise to support. But you are not that helpful if you remain highly technical. Um, and that's really where I started to find ways to meet the business halfway and 
um, and educate them on, on legal topics. But in a way that, again, doesn't look like law school. I don't want them to give, I don't want to give them a law lecture. Well, you, you look, you don't have to become a lawyer to have a relationship with law that is functional. I, I think that, and you're nailing it right on the, on the hand. I, I, and uh, I, I love that uh, coming from a place of service, coming from a place of meeting where, where your customers are or your peers are, and really ask, you know, do they need to become junior lawyers? Usually the answer to that is no. That's how, right. can I, how can I help them to do what they do better than I can better? And often um, that, that involves uh, ways to, to, to be creative and communicate perhaps in, in, in slightly different ways. Social media, I, I love the way you think. One, very visual. Two, bright colors. My people, I love bright colors <laughs> um you 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 know i uh you definitely don't have enough bright colors in law often black and white wall of text you are doing something else tell tell me more how did you get there so again it goes back to you know the the principle of moving away from traditional legal and as you said you know traditional legal the cliches surrounding the industry is you know black and white very um, traditional Times New Roman font and, and, and all of that. And because what I was doing was very different, obviously, the, to me, the colors had to match. And I really wanted to come up with colors and fonts that were a lot more, um, yeah, I guess, flashy and uh, innovative and, um, and unique as well. You know, that's just my personality. I wanted my personality to show on, on, uh, on social media. Let's talk about social media. You know, I, a few jobs ago, not going to name names, you know, I had a conversation with a more senior lawyer where I said, I'm going to go tweet something. And he sort of stopped me in my tracks and he said, Olga, we're lawyers. We do not tweet. I, I turned around and I said, well, you, you're the lawyer who doesn't tweet. I'm the lawyer who does. <laughs> um, you know, uh, and I, I said it so spontaneously. I'm, I'm, I'm usually more diplomatic, but I felt really strongly about it. I think he, he was taking a little aback. Uh, by uh, my my um, deviation from a more diplomatic self, I think you're human first. I am a human first, and my humans of 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 uh, you know show up in social media. I, I grew up with computers, and I, I love social media, and I learn from social media, and I build relationships on social media. I actually explained. I said, you know, just because I'm a lawyer doesn't mean I joined the monastery and gave up all worldly possessions and and joys. Um, I still would like to show up on social media. And we had this really deep discussion whether lawyers should. What are your thoughts about lawyers on social media? I mean, my thoughts would obviously be very personal. Everyone is different. Um, I personally believe in the in the power of social media because to me that's the, the medium to really grow your visibility uh, from, a, from a professional perspective. So if you are looking to network, if you are looking to um, grow a personal brand and be known for certain skills. Um, I mean, social media is the way because that's where the attention is. And I think nothing else outside of social media can really achieve that purpose. Yes, you can network offline and you can go to events, but hey, COVID-19 <laughs> hits, right? So every, everything is now online and remote and all of that. And uh, I think it's, yeah, to me, we just have to evolve with, you know, the, the way... Uh, the world, uh, yeah, where the world goes. And um, to me, that's, that's, a, that's a must. It's a bit like, you know, for a law firm not to have a website in 2021, <laughs> you know, but 
I guess, yeah, we are all different and we all have different views. I, I feel strongly about social media and I really value its importance. And I think in 10 years down the line, the conversations would be different because it will be hopefully become a lot more uh, normal in the industry uh, for lawyers to develop a personal brand using social media. COVID-19 is definitely a tragedy, but there are some upsides. And I do think that normalizing social media conversations uh, and, and networking and contributing to the community has definitely been an upside and I, I've thoroughly enjoyed kind of I, I was I used to be one of the few lawyers uh, who was active. I was certainly one of the few in-house lawyers who was active, but it was great uh, to see other lawyers come in and, and normalize and have conversations and build connections and, and create opportunities and really contribute to the future of law. Uh, because I think building the future of law is sort of a collective endeavor. You share quite a lot of content. Some, a lot of it is visual. Some of it is uh, is uh, is kind of more verbal. Uh, some of it is combination. W- what benefits? You know, what are kind of examples that you have seen um, in that adventure uh, for yourself personally, or for your community, or you know, kind of collectively, all of us who will be practicing law. First of all, obviously, my visibility. I mean, I mean, you wouldn't, you and I wouldn't be talking if it wasn't for you know the content I've been posting on social media. So, if you are looking to grow your network in a way that is a bit passive, right? So you don't have to turn up to events every single time. Content is a great uh, medium uh, to achieve that. So it has developed my visibility. It has, um, I guess, you know, showcased my my creativity and my skills to the to the industry in general. I have a portfolio, so, you know, people can go on my LinkedIn, check it, and uh, it gives them inspiration. So being able to inspire the legal community, be, being able to uh, develop my network and being able to be visible on social media, these are the, I guess, the three key benefits um, of it. And then obviously, you know, yeah, business opportunities potentially would come up out of it, career opportunities, you never know with contents. That's the beauty of it. Yeah, I, I, I've sort of listened many benefits. Uh, I, 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 I've been active for quite a while um, and done all kinds of things. And uh, it, it definitely helps. I, 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 the way I describe it, it's a little bit like putting yourself in the middle of a busy intersection and um, enjoy opportunity come to you. Uh, you show up as yourself. You're not going to attract everyone, but right. you will attract enough people who either, you know, a match and a, a good opportunity for you or an interesting person to converse. Um, and together that brings sort of opportunities. I want to talk a little bit about the how. Your content looks very interesting and creative. It may look intimidating. Just curious what tools you use um, and uh, what, you know, somebody who wants to dabble in content creation and, um, and uh, being expressive and maybe show up a little bit more creatively, uh, not just with a wall of text, which there's nothing wrong with showing up with a wall of text. Um, enough of that. You know, I love written words. There's, you know, when I see written words, I can't stop from reading it. Uh, but I also love pictures. Um, you know, what tools you use, uh, how accessible those things are, uh, what are your favorites, what do you recommend? So tools-wise, I use a PowerPoint and, and I can imagine people be like, what, PowerPoint? <laughs> the, the truth is we don't know how to use PowerPoint. Um, once you, you really start digging in, you can do great things with PowerPoint. So 
I use PowerPoint. There's a Nikon database called Flat Icon that I use to incorporate um, uh, icons to the content. Um, and another one that is perhaps um, a bit more user-friendly would be Canva. Canva is great, very um, accessible, affordable, uh, and, it, and Canva really allows you to do a lot of designs and in various formats and have your own colors, etc. So I guess out of all the tools I'm using, Canva would be the number one recommendation. Yeah, and, and you're completely right. Uh, most of us have, um, while we're often ninjas when it comes to Microsoft Word, <laughs> <laughs> we are definitely not ninjas when it comes to Excel or PowerPoint. In my experience, uh, in fact, it's a, I, I think our peers and other functions roll their eyes when they see the amateur effort of us using other parts of Microsoft. And in the same way as we do when we see them struggle with basic formatting. Um, so just keep that in mind um, when you when when you when you attempted to to roll your eyes uh, seeing your peers <laughs> in other functions struggle with Microsoft Word because the way many lawyers handle um, PowerPoints is not all that dissimilar. Um, and yes, you know, I, and I love the takeaway. Canva is great. There are many other tools. There are many other copyright uh, copyright uh, permissive uses. Uh, there are many uh, kind of open source with very good licenses, um, opportunities on, on, uh, uh, on, on, the, on the web. You can uh, regularly search. There are increasingly more and more tools. Um, and they are increasingly not geared toward uh, somebody who is technical or somebody who really needs to spend a lifetime to perfecting you know, the art of, of creating images. I want to talk to you about legal design and why, what I mean by design is sort of the way we communicate um, and what we use, um, both with our peers and our customers and, um, and within various settings, in and out of a boardroom, in and out of a courtroom. What is the future? What, what, how do you predict it? I think there is definitely a need for innovation in the legal industry. I think it's one of those industries that um, hasn't necessarily dramatically changed compared to, you know, uh, other transformations that we would have seen in other industries. And, um, yeah, it's just time for, you know, the legal industry to... Um, to undergo its own transformation as well and, and, uh, and innovation. And I think, you know, like customers are, generally speaking, becoming increasingly demand demanding when it comes to legal services and, and uh, legal design is the way to obviously meet your customers halfway and, and kind of adopt to use a centric, centric approach and focus on, you know, what, what the end user wants, um, and how to best uh, serve them, whether it's through, you know, producing content that is relatable, whether it's through, um, yeah, designing services, again, that, you know, uh, take into account uh, the client's expectations and all of that. So, um, yeah, I'm very positive about legal design in the industry, and I think it would, it will definitely help uh, promoting innovation. Yeah, we're trending in a positive direction, folks. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say about that. Truly, I, and it's very satisfying to, I kind of like yourself, I, 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 I wouldn't say that I completely loved uh, the beginning of my legal career. I, 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 I loved it enough to continue, but I was, because given my um, experiences in other industries, and I, I'm also a trained artist, uh, and I love tech, um, I was like, wow, um, we can we can do better. Um, and I was really scared that I will not, I, I kind of knew the better will be coming. I was just not sure that the better will be coming in my lifetime. 
Um, that's that's what I'm worried about. And now I am really optimistic because the battery is here and it's in my lifetime and I'm like in the middle of my legal career. So yay, life is good. Um, we're gonna see change and the change is gonna be fantastic. Um, and um, and I get a chance to experience, so uh, really cool. I wanna talk to you about one more thing before we start wrapping up and that is brand. And you know, it's something that you, you know initially has been used outside of sort of personal context. Uh, but increasingly folks talk about personal brand uh, and the importance of it. And, you know, um, I tend to be a little old fashioned. I'm almost never old fashioned, but you know, when it comes to brand, I tend to talk about reputation to me. Uh, that means exactly the same thing, uh, just in a less objectified way. But, you know, I know folks like personal brand uh, term and uh, I can live with that. What does it mean to you? Yeah, I think, I mean, I think you're right. I mean, personal brand reputation, uh, these are all, I mean, to me, there are two synonyms, really. What, what do you want to be known for uh, in, a, um, in a professional context? What comes to mind when people, you know, say Olga or, or, or Sarah, you know? So to me, that's really the key differentiators compared to people, compared to others in the market with a similar prof profile than yourself, right? So like for me, you know, what's the difference between myself and another in-house lawyer with a tech and pharma experience, well, to me, the key differentiator is the legal content creation piece that I produce and the fact that, you know, uh, I'm all about uh, merging fun and legal uh, all together. So that's really, to me, that's, an, that's a great medium to differentiate yourself in the market. When you meet strangers or people who think they know you, ask them, what do you think I do and what do you think is different about me? And why does them articulate, you know, and watch for two things. One, what they say, whether it's actually true in your eyes, that's a really good uh, way to check whether you kind of uh, trending in the right direction with your brand, because there may be a, a brand confusion. Um, and, uh, and, uh, and, and, and would you kind of describe yourself in this way? Um, and then, um, you know, another thing to, to kind of watch for um, is, uh, you know, whether that truly differentiates you from others. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's really funny because I, you know, I want to, I now do, I've, I've been doing this for a while. Um, and the first reaction, I was like, oh, you think that on me? Huh. <laughs> very, very interesting. And you will realize you, you'll get, you, you will get a really good feedback, uh, of where you miscommunicate, where you can tweak the way you show up and how you can improve. What are your tips for when it comes to personal brand? Uh, my number one tip, and I keep saying that is content. You know, you have to create content. You have to put yourself out there. When I say content, it doesn't necessarily need to be visual or even like TikTok videos or, um, you know, you can write articles if you're more, you know, uh, a fan of writing articles. You can run a, a podcast. Um, but content, content and value, you know, you have to create content that is meaningful to your audience, to the audience you are targeting uh, in order to grow your visibility. So, yeah, develop your audience, um, develop your visibility by creating engaging content uh, that your audience will, uh, uh, I guess, um, yeah, uh, relate to. Um, that's these are the yeah the three steps, I guess. Yeah, no, that, that's great. Who is your who's your favorite content creator? Oh wow! Um, I like. Sorry, I didn't mean to put you on the spot. Remember, I told you many times I go off script. <laughs> you probably felt it many times. Yeah conversation but yeah. there you go this is another example how i go off script <laughs> you know i have uh, 
very, I have favorite content creators for different reasons. So I love Alex Sue and his TikTok. Uh, I really like him. Uh, but he, so he would be my favorite content creator on TikTok. Um, I like Colin Levy with uh, you know the, the the his thoughts on the on the legal tech space, for example. So it's hard to tell. Um, but there are plenty. I mean, I love Rob Hanna for you know legal recruitment related and legal career related content. Uh, so I can't really pick. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm sorry. I put you in an unfavorable position where I'm like, which finger do you like better? This one or that one? I kind of like them all. Um, no, I'm with you. Sorry. I, 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 I don't tend to do that. No, they, they, all of that say, you know, there are quite a few examples and different mediums. Some of it is video, some of it is visual, some of it is podcast, some of it is written. There are quite a few people who've been doing it before. Uh, in, in various places. LinkedIn is one of them. Uh, and, but there are many other places. There are blogs, uh, various, uh, you know, ACC has a blog and, and various other industry mm-hmm. um, blogs as well, various privacy. Uh, and there are quite a few people who've been creating content for quite a while. And some embrace new mediums and, and some embrace, you know, more traditional mediums. As all of that is uh, not, there's actually absolutely nothing new about it. This has been going on for some time. I think what, what, um, what LinkedIn and, and COVID-19 has kind of shed a light on, on, on folks doing it and, 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 and it kind of allowed others to, to enter and, and enjoy the benefits of it and, and uh, of networking, of not being isolated and, 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 and frankly get more opportunities um, and, um, and, and, uh, and ways to express themselves. You know, we've talked about brands, we've talked about ways to show up as yourself, ways to be creative, uh, about content and the importance of it. You know, if you had a magic wand, uh, if you could uh, speed things up or change, what would that be? Uh, what is your vision for this uh, for this place called law practice? You would need to give me many magic wands <laughs> <laughs> to be able to do everything. But um, if, if I relate that to, you know, what we've been discussing about... Um, I would definitely, you know, and yeah, I, I would do everything I can to ensure that, um, yeah, legal professionals don't, you know, don't wait for permission. I think there is still that reservation. Oh, yes, we are lawyers, so we can do this, but we can't do that. And I just wish that, you know, people, uh, I, I really wish for the legal community to dare being who they are and be, being authentic. And you can be your authentic self and being professional. You know, you don't need to fit a certain mold that is probably outdated anyway. And I think it's important for the industry to evolve um, and, you know, let people be who they are and uh, move away from the, you know, the, the cliches and the and the stigma. So yeah, um, I guess, you know, people are putting themselves out there, being authentic um, and uh, yeah, delivering legal services in a way that is unique to them as well. Because if they can show their true selves as individuals, this will reflect on the way they, uh, they do their work as well. I enjoyed this conversation. Thank you so much. <laughs> Me too, Olga. Thank you so much. I love your message. Um, thank you, everyone, for joining. Uh, show up as yourself. Uh, this this is something that comes up many times in our conversation with many fantastic um, guests. It's very important. Show up with, as yourself, and, and you, your clients will appreciate it. 
Uh, it will also give you opportunities. It will also position to be on the forefront of innovation and trends and, and really on the intersection of fun and law. Thank you for joining. See you next week. Bye, everyone.